I'm Jakob Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled Boost, a series specifically created to boost business in South Africa by letting passionate and committed business people share their stories. In this episode, we're chatting about ICT training, we're chatting about the different types of training directions that's available, what the most wanted qualifications are, and how business can find the best talent for their IT needs. I'm jo- uh, joined by Natasha Nell. Talent Specialist at the uh, Maser Training Academy. Natasha, welcome. Great, Jaku. Thank you for having me here. Um, what a what a pleasure to be here. So I recently joined Maser InterEd, and we have got three arms in terms of what we provide, and that's our training services, um, our learnership through the CETAS, and then obviously our MIE talent team. But really what it boils down to is we train, enable, and transform. So the buzzword is IT, and IT is huge. Um, everybody wants to study IT, but what do I study in IT? It's huge. Um, you know, we often get students asking, but Natash, I've done my IT diploma, I've done my degree, so where to from here? And I always say, you know, look at what's out there and what are the most needed skills. You know, if you look at data, if you look at cybersecurity, if you look at um, marketing, content writing, that's huge skills needs in the industry. Um, if you just look at software developers at the moment, um, just in South Africa, we're short of around 1,500. So when companies do employ people, software developers, um, they all fish in the same pond. So, so, so can we on that point, if I'm, if I'm, uh, let's assume I'm a, a young and uh, ambitious school leaver and I've got a blank canvas in front of me and I, uh, I'm i using this ubiquitous term, I want to go into IT. Well, what are the sort of direct, the broad directions that I can go into? I know there's like, for example, networking, et cetera, et cetera. So what are those sort of main tracks that I can follow? So the main tracks is definitely cybersecurity. I mean, there's going to be such a growth in the next following years, almost 22%. Um, there's a lot in that, but definitely cybersecurity, big data, network and security. Um, yeah, and really the data, the data analysis. And you also side. mentioned the, de- the development. I assume that development is a very specific it is track that you follow, if I can call it. It's it's a very specific track. Um, we currently run incubator models in the Java direction because that's been a huge need in South Africa at the moment. So that is different and very separate, and it's not in every person that really wants to be a developer, but it takes a niche skill. You know, somebody that's that and that can actually. That's a log- logical thinker. So I think I'm a logical thinker, but I'm not. So we do rigorous assessments um, to actually establish whether you're a software developer or have the ability to become a developer. So that's such an interesting thing for me because, um, uh, uh, I mean, obviously I deal with a lot of people and, and I think um, especially if you're young, you have a certain perception or idea around what is specific – Track in, in ICT is like, for example, uh, you know, uh, we used to go through a period where everybody wanted to go into networking, yes. but maybe your, um, your sort of, uh, um, 
inclination is more towards development and mapping stuff out and then sitting down and, de- and you're working better on your own. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you go, go about assessing and in, and in determining that direction that you, that you go in? So, Yaku, for the first time, what we've done is we ran skills programs and we chose the four very critical skills, basically. Um, but we invited students that's done the IT diploma, um, their computer science to actually come because some of them didn't know what direction they wanted to go. Yeah. So then we offer training for becoming a data analyst, um, a software developer, a cloud computing person and data administration person. And you cannot believe, you know, out of the groups of 25, at least 10 within that group said, no, I don't think I want to do the security or the networking side. I think I'm stronger in the data analyzing. And they kind of started to see where their strengths are. And you could see their exams, you know, the evaluation of the exams pass rates was evident that they realized in those skills training programs where their strengths were. So do you guys then give them a sort of an overview as to what what each of these different tracks comprise of? Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, so there are different modules in the different um, skills programs. You know, you would have your Azure fundamentals. Um, Dynamics 365 would have those fundamentals and modules. So, yes, they have an overview. But, I mean, proof is in the pudding. You know, if you don't – you know, if you don't pass your exam, um, we're very strict on that. Okay. So now you, you and I actually started having the conversation now before we started the show. So something, so if I go back to where you started, you guys do training and I assume anybody can, can apply to come and do a training course there. So um, I assume that's for, um, businesses that have people in the call it IT department. And there's a, a development need or a, or a skills enhancement need and they can go and come and attend courses. But then the other thing that, uh, you guys which uh, do, which is awesome to me is, is the, that intern program. Just talk to me a little bit more about that. Okay. So it's always been my passion. You know, we have got amazing youth out there and they literally are next leaders, you know, the next generation. So what we do is they would actually come through. We would evaluate them up front, um, have a look and see whether they have got an IT diploma or not, because our focus is ICT. Um, then we would interview them and literally put them in the skills programs like an incubator model. So we literally nurture them for three to four months. Um, starting to get to know them, um, we basically look at their characteristics. Um, how is their behavior, you know, in the classrooms? Um, and from there, we literally outplace them, um, with companies and, you know, especially your smaller, um, enterprise companies, um, that are in need of skills. We outplace them there. And I think what's key and, and Yaku, we've had this conversation, you know, in terms of your business, um, is to really invest into these students because never one is going to know exactly how to do the practical, but just for businesses allowing these learners to, to really, you know, do their practicals and start learning is amazing. And that's the route that we want to go. Um, so often I see so many students that's done three to four, five internships. Um, 
and in different ICT roles. Mm. And it confuses our youth. They don't know where to go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and that sort of now leads into the, the, the other conversation that I had. Um, it, you've been in this game for a, for a very long time now. We haven't, we haven't, um, delved into that too much. But, um, if, if you had to look at, uh, and we, we've had this discussion on the show, uh, previously as well. Um, if, if you have somebody that's in a role in a, in a, let's say in an ICT role in a business for, for five years or seven years, um, as technology moves, there's almost this need in the business to reskill. But my personal experience is, is that tends to be a lot harder than for somebody that's gone through internship that's a bit more, um, sort of, how do I say, hungry to learn and, and. Yes. Um, what's your experience in terms of the mix of students that you have? And I assume, I assume it's a difficult question, but, um, cause, cause the reason why I asked the question is, um, and you actually said it now, f- f- uh, either way a business has to invest. Mm-hmm. So you're either, you're either going to try and invest in, um, existing, existing people to reskill them, or you're going to do, let's call it the intern, uh, role, or maybe a mix of those, um, and, and what I'm trying to work out is, is sort of where, what's the thought process of, of, um, businesses out there at the moment? So I think business really had a hard time, especially during COVID and, you know, um, when everybody got back to work, what has changed? So we're dealing with a group of people that don't want to adapt to new technology. Yes. You can't change a person's personality or trade either they're going to learn or they're not going to learn and it's hard to say but then that person should be looking for something else you know okay yeah, I'm- in technology and it in technology every day systems are changing and if you are not willing to adopt to that then i'm sorry then you need to start doing something totally different um for example, being a nurse or, you know, something that's mandane. Um, so, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing at the moment. Do you find that businesses are, are keen to invest? Yes, they are. I just think they don't always know the know-how. Ah, yes. So that was actually one of my, my questions. So what um, – and I think you alluded to some of it a little bit earlier mm-hmm. – what are the, the in-demand skills or qualifications that's hot at the moment? So, so definitely, you know, if I'm a beginner wanting to get into the IT, I would do the fundamentals. So you come to your A and come to your network just to get the fundamentals right. But, you know, pretty much I see, um, cloud computing certifications is a must. Your updated Microsoft certifications. Um, as what I see currently in the market, a lot of the people's certifications have expired. Um, and I think that's so great at Mesa Inter-Ed. You know, our people consultants is available to talk you through it. And, you know, what are the career paths after that? So, yeah, but that's basically your data analytics, Power BI certification. Chucky, there's too many. Um, so can I as a, can I as a, as a, as a business owner, and like you say, you alluded to earlier now that businesses find it hard to know what skills they, they need. Yes. But can me as a business owner come to you guys and say, okay, right, this is sort of the needs in my business. Can you help me to, 
to show my my resources the correct direction to to go in? Yes, definitely. And what is so great? So we have got upfront. We talk tech assessment. So. If you had guys that worked on the network side and, and you're changing in terms of systems, mm. you can actually, we can actually assess them and see where they are at and then match them to a skills program or certification. So, okay. and I don't think a lot of businesses knows this. No. So it's such a great opportunity for business to actually come to us. And, and if we don't have the answers, I know of so many businesses that are there to assist, to redirect and rewrite the company's um, job profiles and in terms of the skills that they need. And to me, I think that's critical because um, uh, I was uh, maybe a little bit naughty earlier when I asked if business are, are willing to invest. Um, because I know, you know, like f- from a business perspective, you the when I look at the resources in, in, in my company, for example, mm. I want to get as much out of them as possible. And sometimes it's hard to then say, okay, right, let's, uh, let's take them out of the operational world and, and send them on training and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So you almost want, want a little bit of blood out of stone. <laughs> but then at the same time, um, if I understand the, the, the value add that I'm going to get on the other end of the, of this training journey, you, you know, then it might reshape. And like you said, not a lot of people know that they can get that evaluation done. So, if I'm now this uh, young and upcoming school leaver and I'm studying, uh, I'm starting to study, yeah. um, how long, uh, what's the minimum amount of time that I need to study before I'm ready for the world of work? So, so I'm going to say this every day, but the fundamental is to get your IT diploma or your IT degree, which is a minimum of two to three years. Two to three years. Yeah. So that's very close to almost the normal university type B degree, if you want to. Very much so. Yes. And then it's always going to be a continuous learning. That's in your foundation to say you can go to business and say, listen, I'm, I'm going to be a, uh, an okay generalist and I want to learn the world of business a little bit better. Yes. That is correct. Um, and, I think you also alluded to that earlier now. Um, how, how has the, the requirements from business in terms of training or skill changed in, let's say, the past two or three years? And how often does it change? Oh my goodness. So I remember from where companies were sending their staff for Excel, Word, <laughs> and PowerPoint, and typing. <laughs> that was a big, yeah. You're so right. now it's totally changed. You know, you go, Companies are sending their staff to do Teams training, you know, or Zoom training because now all of a sudden they are hosting online events. So now you must start learning how to do this. Um, So it's changed quite a number, you know, very different from what we were used to. And how often does that change? Is is it a… Well, if you look at how technology changes and if you look at the certifications that expires every second year, they got to upskill and train. I mean, every time, look at WhatsApp, the new way or new different, um, you know, stuff that they're adding to WhatsApp. If you don't study that, how are you going to know you're going to fall behind? So it's a continuous training. And, and that to me is, is um, you know, if you, if you now talk about, when was that? That must have been late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, now you're going to give away my age, Yaku. Thank you. <laughs> I remember Excel was a big thing. You know, it you went for like a five-day course and then you could pivot or, I don't know, make exactly, roles. Exactly, yeah. 
No, it's exactly that. And now it's just changed. I mean, you've got Power BI and, you know, you look at Microsoft. There are so many products, but people are lazy to learn how to work with a product. So now we, as Mesa, are teaching you how to use these products. I'm so glad to hear about that because, yeah. uh, you know, in our world, uh, our UC application is Webex. And, I mean, it's an app. So yeah. in my mind, it uh it's so straightforward and it just goes. But if you don't train people, they just go, I don't know how to use it. Yeah. Um, is it difficult for business to find the correct IT talent? So at the moment, there's only a handful <laughs> developers, a handful of data analysts. So Why is that? Is it because people aren't studying it or are they, no, overseas, I just, are they getting poached? What's happening? No, I just think, you know, COVID was the reset button for technology and – Unfortunately, we as South Africa weren't geared, you know, towards the tech world. So now we're almost trying to, um, you know, use what we've got, all the skills that we've got. But we're not investing enough to create the skills within. And we've got so much talent out there because it's not just about what you know. It's it's your thinking and your wanting. If you look at the youth, they want to be the difference. They want to learn. They're so hungry. So um, it's it's interesting. I've I've come across a couple of people now that post this uh, COVID craziness um, that we spoke about the other day. Um, or have they live in South Africa? but they are working for an Australian firm or a UK-based firm and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, they say everything they do is online. They're yep. getting paid in, in a foreign currency. So so it looks to me like the, the IT talent that, that is really experienced mm-hmm. are just getting lapped up by by overseas companies. Yeah, and, and vice versa, I can also say. I mean, we have a lot of foreigners um, that are on skills visas. And I'm just thinking – as as a country, we are very slow to get our you know our youth geared to to gain these skills. Yes. If we are really investing, we would see a total different turnaround by twenty twenty five. It's such an interesting thing that for me because um you know like when we when we think about it logically there was uh, there was actually a thing on radio yesterday where they spoke about I think every year there's a there's about a million. Matrix that mm. each school that goes That's out correct. into yeah. into the un, I don't want to say the employment market into the unemployment market. So if if us and everybody is talking about the sticking time bomb etc cetera, etc. Cetera, but if we went and we we invested in those skills into those resources, we would probably have an exportable product. We could we could probably sell those skills everywhere in the world. Definitely, Yaku. I think the biggest thing. So I'm a mom of you know. Um, young adults that are busy studying and, and so forth. So for me, the biggest thing, so now you've got your matriculants. Nobody came to speak to them, to tell them about the tech world out there. Mm. Remember, you you get taught if you don't become a doctor, you, you'll never be oh. rich. If you don't oh. become a dentist, you'll never. So nobody's talking to them to say, these are the avenues. You expect them because they tech savvy, they must just go and Google. It doesn't work that way. You know, some people want to understand what, what, what is, you know, if you talk to me network, what, what does network mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't know these things. And, and I think we really, really as, as businesses need to make a real effort to, to go and talk to schools and, 
and really make the effort to say, this is the kind of opportunities I have in my company from a tech perspective. So, yes, we could change it. So, so, and to me, that comes back. If, if business wants to have the benefit of the, the training, uh, material that you guys churn out, the business has to also do a little bit of work. Yes. Because I mean, I can moan, I can moan mm-hmm. sometimes and just say, geez, it's very hard to find good talent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very hard, but you have to, you have to invest and keep on developing. So, so Yaku, so, sorry, a question from my side. Can you actually afford a software developer around 700 rand an hour? No. I, I, I mean, it's, it's like you say, the, I, I wouldn't say the Ford component. But, um, <laughs> what I what I would say is uh, it's a for me it always feels like it's very it's a very uh, r- risky investment because you know if if you only have one and he decides to leave what happens to your investment or if you only have one and he, he gets sick what happens to your investment you know so 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 it is so strange so. The companies that do employ software developers, their notice period is two months. I guess what? If he gets a better rate, he leaves you high and dry because they know the skills are not readily available. Yes. Um, so yeah. That's, uh, and, uh, and that's part of the, it's, it's risky to invest because you don't, there's no stickiness. Okay. So we always like to make it real. On yes. The show. So. If uh, another Natasha with young adults listened, or maybe one of those young adults listened, and I'm not sure what I want to go next, uh, go and do next year. Okay. I think ICT is the world for me. Where do I start? So, a very good question. So, I would really go and do some research. Look at the different avenues. You know, would I be interested in in creating apps or network, or do I want to? Um, you know, take the computer apart or anything like, and then ask if you could volunteer at a company where there is a BA or a oh. software developer to go. And it, it we almost call it shadow work. Do it for free, and then you'll start seeing what technology is about. Start there, and then you decide to go and further your career in that specialized area. I love that suggestion because, uh, and, and you and I spoke about that also, mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, you know, people come out of these internship programs and they mm-hmm. come into into the real working environment for the next three months, their eyes are just, you know, wide open and like, I can't believe this is how the real working world works actually. So how can my biggest, biggest dream my biggest dream, especially just to talk to the skills shortage and and our future, and especially our future for our children, is to have a huge campus, a boot camp ICT campus, where you've got all these sorts of um, big data um, classrooms and all of that and re- make it a reality and have people, mentors there, whereby they can shatter, that they physically can see what is hacking about? What is this about? You know, like a year boot camp and then actually let them spread their wings into, into the RCT world. So, so can, can people come to, to the Maser Academy and come and have a look and see what, what it's about? Yes, absolutely. We are based in Midrand. Um, but also on our website, you can put in an inquiry and myself or one of the consultants will give them a call. Okay. Happy to do so. Happy to have a chat. And and to me, uh, my takeaway from this is number one, get a place where you can go volunteer and, and experience what uh, a 
you know, there's nothing as good as experience to know if that's really what you want. Yes. And, um, and come and talk to experts like yourself to find out what the various options are that's available. Yes, definitely. Natasha, thank you very much. Yes. Um, I think, uh, I want to have a, we, we embarking on a journey where we, where we investing in some of these, these interns and, and yes. I'm, I, I'm very hopeful for the, for the year to come. Um, so I think we're definitely going to circle back and, and maybe have a follow up with, with one or two of them and, and let them talk to us about the journey. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you for your passion. And, and I think for us fundamentally from an unbundled boost perspective, um, I think it's, it's all about youth and employment and skills development. Uh, and without that, then, you know, the future is bleak. No, and, and just thank you for having me here and, and thank you for investing in two of our learners. Um, they are so excited. Um, I don't think you can ever imagine, you know, having them here, having that opportunity. It's not about the monthly salary. It's really by giving them the opportunity and not letting them be the filing clerk in the basement, you know, like literally give them on the job training and practical experience and letting them be who they're supposed to be. So thank you for that. So we'll, fo- I think we'll follow up on at the end of Jan and have you and one of them back and yes, about the experience <laughs> and see how, see how our, our, our practic- practicality works. Great stuff. Thank you, Yaku. Thank you thank very you. much. Thanks for listening to Unbundled Boost brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to boost business in South Africa. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central Apple website. And for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And if you want to know more about Catalytic, please visit catalytic.co.za.